0: And welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio. You know what that new Challenger sound means. That's right. We have a very special guest with us tonight in the studio. Well, not actually in the studio. Via internet. Uh, you might know him from his coaching. You might know him from his philosophy. You might know him from his fantastic YouTube channel or podcast. He's got a lot going on. Uh, it's Tavian Napier, a.k.a. The Philosopher. How are you doing?
1: Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, Thank you for for being part of this. It's one of these things where as soon as I started this, like, fuck, like about a year ago, uh, thinking, oh, yeah, I should get get the philosopher on this show because I've been on your show before. And uh, to me, it made sense. So I was like, Okay, let's let's plan it out. But then, like, man, the schedules running into each other and life being how it is uh not the case but how how the hell are you man
1: <laughs> uh, busy <laughs> yeah. um yeah uh like on the i guess the business side of things like recently hit a thousand subscribers uh now on like spotify itunes uh stitcher um having a baby <laughs> and uh just yeah. closing a house yesterday oh so, fuck
0: i didn't realize yeah. that
1: yeah yeah so Damn, a lot of buying a, lot a house of is the
0: on. worst process ever very yeah. stressful no i have yeah <laughs> dude i am full empathy for you right now because that situation is god awful
1: uh, having yeah. like
0: having a baby and like becoming a dad and all that stuff like that that's easy stuff buying a house is a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no
1: i'm excited about the kid buying the house was, just, was
0: <laughs> no and no I, that's I that's that's, that's awesome that's that's awesome man but yeah that was yeah when I had to buy a house, that was the worst experience ever. However, that's not what we talk about on this show. However, over going over top myself again, I do want to pitch at the start of the show kind of what you have going on because, I mean, you, like I said in the intro, you've got a great YouTube channel. Uh, your podcast seems to be doing great um, and you're doing life coaching and stuff like that. So like what's on, the, what's on the horizon for you? What's on the cusp? Any new business that you can talk about?
1: uh yes there's some very slight possibilities and some things that i'm currently slowly working on which uh, has to deal more with uh coaching for schools i am partnered with a high school for a competitive esports league it's still in the beta phases of things so that's that's really cool that i'm becoming a part of that and actually getting to coach kids which uh like high school kids Uh, so i get to you know help them not only create a better discipline for playing competitive gaming but also help uh, sculpt them for the world of esports when it comes to your personal brand when it comes to how to conduct yourself via social media um, a lot of the things that a lot of people don't think about that actually um, is just as important as the practice in my opinion Um, Mm -hmm. and then kind of coincide with that uh, meeting tomorrow actually with um, I don't want to say what college just yet uh, but there is a college here in Michigan that um, is investing Minimum 500,000, uh, maximum or possibly a million into esports, an esports league, into like an arena, into hard- hardware, all kinds of stuff, um, Damn, to start like okay. a, yeah, a beta phase of like a, uh, what would I call that? Um, just this this project like of creating trial, esports, like a trial. Yeah, ring, exactly. Almost. Um, yeah. And, and they're going to, uh, run that soon. And so I'm meeting with the director, the person that's been running that. He's been getting a lot of information from me, uh, talking about how I might fit into all that and and compensation, things of that nature. So uh, on the horizon, there's a lot of things going on. Um, I've actually been doing some, uh, I guess you'd call it corporate coaching for a big um, corporation as well. Okay. And that's been very fun to do, to, to learn about a, a company and teach them things like empathy and that humans aren't (laughs) robots and they they react to things so it's been kind of cool to do things on the esports side and also doing it on the the corporate side as well
0: yeah dude i'm you have piqued my interest with that uh esports from high school to college level that is that i know man that is to me in my opinion that is the the level that for lack of better term, esports. Here's the thing. When I say esports, and this is for the future for anyone who listens to this show and for anyone who I'm talking to, when I say esports, I don't I, I will almost never mean it by big companies investing in the top level for any of that to trickle down to anything beneath. I'm not right. I I'm never gonna talk about it that way. What I am gonna right. say is like the level that you're having an impact on is the everything at the bottom that needed to have probably been built first before there was that top level of eSports. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause that's, it's, it's missing in our culture and we can't, con- we can't sustain a top level eSports I don't know, like uh, economy, is that the right word? Uh, without all of those steps in between, without... Ecosystem. Yeah, without the ecosystem, there's there's nothing. There's no roots. Well, there is roots, but it's run by just normal people who run locals, but mm-hmm. they're not tapped into any like local economies. They're not tapped into... I mean, not, not often, I should say. There are some that are and who are making... who are doing good work in that, and that there are some bit, small businesses around locals who are making those right investments, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But things are moving more towards that way. It's, that was actually kind of one of the reasons why, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going in self-pitch mode, aren't I? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 mm, it's one of those, I hate doing it, but like, that's like one of the things, Like, <laughs> when I had written the book, I was like, what if this was in a high school library? What if you could just check this out? And I had to like look into, I thought about, like, <laughs> what, like, sending some books to some high schools that have like esports, i guess after school clubs or school clubs that are esports related mm-hmm. um, but like to me that makes sense because yeah, i see why not yeah i have yeah but like and no go ahead
1: to to kind of go back to your whole like the esports explanation is uh the way i see it there's there's two possibilities when it comes to you know the whole quote-unquote esports is that Uh, The individual or individuals can learn to sustain competitive gaming on their own or uh, because it is an entertainment and because that makes it desired, um, you're going to have corporations and and big companies coming in and you can either take their money or you can learn to generate your own. Um, My way of approaching it is more so learning how to become a commodity on your own and, and making it so that if. A company does approach you you aren't taking advantage of or you have some way of monetizing yourself rather than some other company monetizing for you right um because that, that's the, like from what i've seen a lot of the hesitancy is like all oh, these big companies i don't you know know anything about competitive gaming are hopping in and they're you know they're throwing the money around and it's becoming uh inauthentic essentially right and i don't i don't think that just because something is esports necessarily means it has to be inauthentic it can still be very much like specifically to the fgc You know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of people love is the personalities of the FGC. And the more people that learn the skills outside of just fighting games, the more you learn how to, like, commentate, the more you learn how to run events, the more you learn how to uh, acquire sponsorships that align with your morals or beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, The more people you have doing that, um, the better it is. You know, there's college courses that might potentially be made about, like, people who don't necessarily want to compete but do want to work in esports because they're fans of competitive gaming one way or another so they want to be a tech person the camera person whatever right. um, or even knowing
0: that that is an available outlet within the community
1: yeah like so rather than having somebody else that's not you know a a true fan be a cameraman of esports why not have a, a person who loves uh esports be that camera person and make sure they get the shots that a, a person from that community will love or you know whatever other position that you can think of
0: right no that's fascinating i'm intrigued uh teaching cool. those uh, and also something that I just thinking of like talking to high schoolers about hey like make sure when you post something on the internet like you fucking mean it and like, make sure hmm. you don't turn into a nightmare person um just because man i don't know if you spend any Time on FGC social media but it is a <laughs> hellscape uh, yeah. specifically lately I feel like I'm taking crazy pills the amount of things I see on there from the day to day it's its hard to keep up with and nor, nor do I want to keep up with it or even mm-hmm. give a fuck man
1: I limit myself I can't <sighs> I don't deal with that it doesn't do anything for me it's a nightmare scenario
0: like I mean I have this slated to talk about later, but I don't really want to talk about it all that much, so I'll just bring it up now, is that, I mean, there was so much stuff that happened just earlier this week. Blow Up Tuesday was uh, capital B, capital T, Blow Up Tuesday. Uh, Kind of a lot happened, a lot of people talking about a number of different things, whether it be casuals being kicked off of setups for money matches or... um, people conspiring to make someone fail, but actually not being true because it's terrible reporting uh, and everything's actually fine and we don't need to worry about it. Uh, all of that shit. But like the thing that I didn't see all of that shit, totally overshadowed F- phenom phenom. They all say phenom, but I say phenom because I'm from the United States. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Sorry. I know. Um this is my ignorant ass. Phenom taking uh fucking uh fight club NRW,
1: NRW yeah. with
0: a pocket guile. He's a Nakali main, just has a pocket guile and took out killers in the EU yeah. because we know the EU is strong, obviously. if you saw Evo like I did, uh the lot of representation there like mm-hmm. that whole region is strong and dude's taking it i mean it's it's a ranking event not huge i mean he got 150 points for winning which is a lot of points in the cpt but like damn with a pocket guile yeah. and no like fucking no one was talking about that which is like to me I, I, like it makes me so angry to be like yo this this really Ugh. cool thing happened this weekend that we could all talk about from uh, like a player perspective. Like, where is he at with his skill level? Where is that whole region at with their skill level? Do we have to hmm. worry about them coming in like coming events? Uh, it's so much to actually talk about there. Instead, we're talking about fucking money matches and people being ignorant on Twitter, and <laughs> I I can't fucking stand it anymore. I I'm just, <laughs> call me a grumpy old man, but I am just like. Uh, trying to pick up being like hey let's t- let's be productive with the way that we speak to each other and the rest of the internet being like fuck you old man
1: yeah God. well
0: that ties into another topic that I, i'm sure we'll jump into
1: later on but uh, to your point though I, at least very briefly i, I want to know your thoughts on the whole situation because I, I i this is the first time i've heard about it so <gasps> i want to know i mean i think that's
0: impressive because i know he plays in mainly um yeah i mean so- guile is also a strong character Right, and if you look at the matchups where Guile would be strong, like against a Luffy, perhaps who plays Armika, where you could say, well, it would make it would make more sense to pick Guile versus Nikali in that matchup. The way that you know, the way that that matchup works out in the neutral would be more beneficial towards a Guile, whereas a Nikali, Granite, Nikali I, he'd be more comfortable with him, but apparently mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter because he's just a strong player who can win with any character. Um, right. I don't know. Like, it's it's just something very interesting to see, uh, but also pairing that with how strong a showing that the EU had at EVO, like, a week before. Mm-hmm. This is crazy to me. How like there's so many good conversations to have there, and like Phenom is a very good player, clearly, um, who deserves to have his name out there more. So I I would say, mm. like he deserves to have a platform. I would. Some might even say that Problem X deserved to have a platform. Who like didn't yeah, even get the didn't get the interview after after Evo because it ended up being so fucking late. Granted, he did get that WSO. The so couple days later, where he like yeah. basically, which is like really what you want of him breaking down the matchup. Which I I believe that was posted to the subreddit, but if not, you could just probably search. Um, and I I probably even share this in the show notes of WSO Problem X Evo. If you search I'll those be- words, it'll probably come up. Uh, it just gives like a whole breakdown of you know what happened during the match and you know what he was thinking. Uh, But I've had my eye on him ever since. um, Oh, Fucking what major was it in Europe? Uh, He did an interview with Matthew Edwards. I posted it a couple days ago. But what he said in it was basically like the way that he sounded, the way that he was talking about it. He was basically just like, no, I'm really fucking serious about this. I'm a sponsored player now. Like I have to do shit now. Like I have to put up because I'm a sponsored player. Like, right. And he fucking set his sights, and he killed it, man. Uh, But this is also, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of off topic, but uh, still good. Eve is a strong scene. Maybe look out for them. Maybe look out for other scenes in general, uh, because from what some people have to say, uh, other communities and other regions are, uh, they might train a little better than the U.S. America, (laughs) some might say America is whack, Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Of uh, <laughs> course, the topic that I'm talking of is Rob TV posted a video. Uh, f- was that this morning? What Was the, it's the time frame on this, or was this yesterday? You know what? I'm not sure. He might have posted it to the
1: Reddit today, but I don't know when he published. I I, keep, I follow him pretty closely, so I, I this snuck past me.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely worth a follow. Like, Four highly ago. highly recommend that. Yeah, so like, not even not even a day ago. Fuck, this was this yep. morning um, going out there making a video American FGC is whack what was your what's your gut take on on this video
1: um, I, I agreed with what he was saying to mm-hmm. the short answer um, me and uh, I've, I've had him on the show a couple of times because I, I really like the way he thinks we think in a similar way uh, I think he's more brash with how he says things uh, but that's some people need that and Mm -hmm. what he was saying about the fgc versus japan or other other people like that um it's it was true um people don't want to face that kind of stuff and i think that any person who might be getting angry just hearing my voice say that (laughs) might need to actually just reflect on how closely they hold ego because if you're if you can't take constructive criticism And, Mm -hmm. and possibly acknowledge that maybe Japan overall has a better work ethic or a better practice or a better mindset than we might have. And you're, you're getting offended by that. Then perhaps what he's saying is very much so true. And that ego is getting in the way of you even get receiving the information that he's saying, or that I'm saying.
0: Yeah. The truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're, you, you lead with your ego. Yeah. Uh, said it before, but your ego does not win you matches. That is, it's not a thing that can happen. It's yeah. actually funny that uh, that came up, and we were just talking about the EU scene. But uh, crazy thing happened at Evo. Something that I caught. Um, it was actually during, or it was right before top sixty-four pools. Um, Jester of Power versus Happy Medicine. Uh, Jester of Power lost, uh, and immediately, this is during like. During the During the pools, like they could have continued like there was matches continuing to happen around them. this was at the setup because there were four setups per per pool uh, loses out of the tournament uh, immediately, right after the match, he loads up the replay. This is during Evo. Like, wh- everyone is watching. There's a lot of... There was, in fact, a lot of other Vega players around there who were also watching and talking about it. Like, um, fucking M. Lizard was there, who was the Vega player that we sponsored. Uh, and they were just looking at it being like, okay, here is where... Okay, rewind it to this part. Vega can actually do this in this situation. And then they would go into training and replicate that. Like, like that day, that minute. Like that dude was over his ego he wears like this dude wears a mask (laughs) jester of power wears a mask and yet like over himself lost and was like you know what this is a learning situation i'm gonna learn from this particular loss in this moment because i don't care so much i don't care and I guess what all the other vegas and all the other bisons that were around there also learned because they were there watching where it was like oh that's the kind of mentality that you need if you actually are trying to be a strong player within the community it's kind of buck wild
1: no yeah i absolutely agree that i mean for me for me personally i know that there's a lot of parallels between like fighting games i love using fighting games as an analogy for for anything in life mm-hmm. and i think that that applies to pretty much anything you can think of like it's almost common sense um to kind of tie it back to what we're talking about with with uh, the fgc the american fgc being whack uh i think that there's a lot of there's a lot of topics to kind of cover in this i'm going to try to like encapsulate a lot of that but just constructive criticism like feedback either self-criticism self-criticism or feedback from other people receiving it being open to it learning to do it constructively to other people that's something that we really, really lack in America overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an understatement by any I mean, I, I think that's an understatement. I think that we also because partly we're a younger and more mixed culture, we don't have the same sort of mentality as Japan has. which uh, Have we
0: talked about Kaizen? Or are you familiar with that term at all? Uh, are we talk about the Kaizen Master or just Kaizen in general. No, the, the we philosophy haven't, of Kaizen. <laughs> we we have not. We have not. Okay, so short
1: version: the philosophy of Kaizen loosely translates to incremental growth every day. Uh, this is a philosophy that, and I've talked to people from Japan, Americans that have lived in Japan, and they they fully believe this, whether they know the word or just know the culture. Mm-hmm. The Japanese, uh, on average, have this mentality of always focusing on improving. Is this something? Is the reason why they're stereoty- stereotypically better at math or, or smarter at any game that they tend to compete at, whether it be for the long haul or just like in the moment? Usually, Japan's going to catch up. Anytime America does something, Japan can catch up because they have the mentality of, okay, this is where they are, or this is where we are right now. This is where we want to be. But by doing that, we're looking at every day being better than we were yesterday. Whereas America, I think that we have this instant gratification kind of thing and we want to be better right away. And a lot of times our love of ego and spectacles gets in the way of that. So we're super focused on like making sure that we look cool or we, we, we do this um, you know, thing that's impressive or it looks like it's skillful, but we're not trying to, in the moment, correct and get better and reflect like reflection isn't really part of the american habit you know meditation isn't part of the american habit people still have this weird view that you know there's people in tibet that meditate and that's for them but for the average joe uh, no pun intended that's that's Aww. not for them <laughs> and that's that's so so far from the truth meditation helps anybody it can be done you know for five seconds for five minutes for a half an hour for an hour and that kind of reflection on a specific topic or in your whole area of your life is, is just super duper beneficial and I, I wish more people would understand that and, and acknowledge that japan one is an older culture and has matured because they've been around so much longer and have been able to like think more efficiently Uh, But also we need to learn from them rather than trying to just like be better than them. We we Mm -hmm. don't know what they're doing as a whole. We don't understand. We still think it's just some stereotypical genetics thing rather than a culture rather than a mindset. So Mm -hmm. I think that until we acknowledge that their mindset is more efficient than ours overall. We can't learn from it and we're not going to be consistent in beating them they're going to keep catching up to us and i am going to call that now 10 years from now when we're talking and japan's still squashing us and we're still focusing on looking really cool and and having the most you know twitter followers i'm going to call it again (laughs) i mean i i love america that's why i'm so i'm Mm -hmm. hard on myself i'm super hard on myself and anything Mm -hmm. that i like i'm going to be critical of it but I also think that we have a lot of potential for talent because we're such a mixed bag of cultures and people. We have a lot of potential. We're just not pointing it in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Your story actually reminds me of an interview with a certain third strike player. I remember reading Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. he wanted to improve his reaction times. And he looked at what baseball players were doing uh, and what baseball players were doing at the time was trying to improve their reactions, not just Cause he was like, they can hit the, the fastball and it comes so fast or the, the decide what pitch is coming at them. They have to be able to see it and react to it. I want to have that kind of reaction. So he looked at what they were doing, what they were training to do was in all aspects of their life, they were introducing some type of something that they could react to, whether it be the example that he gives is uh, like, if I'm taking my bike to work, as soon as that light turns green, I'm going to react to it as fast as I can. And by introducing a lot of those tests throughout the day, he generally improved himself to have much better reactions whenever he got into the game. So then that's that's how he became much better at his reactions. Very well known for his reactions. Uh, it's that kind of self-improvement. Um, however, can I go back and maybe prod you on... Uh, on meditation for a moment. I know that's something that you're sure. a big proponent of, uh, yeah. and I've only ever really touched on it on this show, but maybe just in general, give of, give us a rundown of uh, maybe if it's during tournament meditation or during practice meditation, uh, like your take on taking meditation into the competitive scene.
1: So, one, there's a lot of different kinds of meditation. Um, a lot of people think it's just right. one different kind. Um, so depending on what your intention is, it's important to, one, it's important to set your attention. But two, it's important to realize what you want to get out of meditation and what kind you're doing. And I, I guess also, I'm not like an expert, but I want to share my perspective rather than just saying this is the one and only way. Well, but I mean, experience- I've,
0: I've introduced you as pro- professor of meditation. You have a doctorate. In med- <laughs> for, I'm pretty sure I shared that in the show notes that you are a doctor of meditation philosophy oh, okay. uh, with a bachelor's in uh, saying Om. You're very generous uh go ahead dr philosopher (laughs) so so
1: one example would be that say you're very anxious like you know that historically you have tournament nerves Mm -hmm. people get nervous they and they make mistakes that they normally wouldn't make because they're in a high stress situation or they feel they're in a high stress situation so beforehand what you can do is Take some time to yourself, whether you need some earbuds to get quiet or find a quiet place, or even if you um, can use the sound to your advantage and tune in with that, uh, you set your intention of how you want to play beforehand. So you sit there, give yourself maybe 30 seconds, five minutes, how long ever, however long you think you can take to sit still. And you just can have something in your head saying, you know, I'm going to focus on the match and only the match my emotions and thoughts that don't deal with the immediate situation have no benefit to me. And it's not important to me. Um, you got to wrestle with them.
0: You got to take them out of your head.
1: Right. You you can, you can set your mindset. Some people, they need to practice. And this is a practice. So you can't just go into a tournament and expect to be able to do this right away. This is just like execution where you might be a pro
0: all at once. I can't just know.
1: Sadly, it doesn't work that way. The brain is a muscle. Oh, beans. Um, But the beneficial side, if you do this consistently, if you just do like five minutes a day, you're building this mental muscle. You're building this resiliency in your mind. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do this over time. And you're going to learn that, you know, I have ADD. I, I was diagnosed with it, but I also struggle with it for a long period of my life. And I still do as an adult. It gets, it gets harder if I don't meditate. Um, it gets harder to concentrate if I don't meditate. Uh, or do something that forces me to think about one specific thing right um, but back to my point though is that you can tune in on your on your thoughts you can tune out thoughts that don't deal with what you want and there, there's so many different benefits depending on what your issues or, or challenges are. Mm-hmm. you know tilting is a big issue and meditation I believe helps with that. you know in between matches, you can just take a couple of seconds don't press start right away just pay attention to how you're feeling take a couple of seconds to breathe and and this is another thing is that even i i noticed this in myself so i damn sure know that other people have this 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 mindset where i'm afraid to close my eyes and and breathe because i'm afraid of what other people might think of me like i'm afraid mm-hmm. to just meditate for like a good 30 seconds because i'm like oh man this guy's gonna think i'm some sort of like you know, weird meditation guy or something stupid or, Oh man, this guy's trying to meditate. What a, like, what an idiot. Like, I it's not that it's severe for me and I'll still do it. But like, I have that in the back of my head sometimes. And that's one right. of the that thoughts. That I'm pushing
0: you're, you're surrounded yes. by a lot of people, uh, people who right. might be cheering against you right behind you. In fact.
1: Right. And that's one of the things that I'm actively pushing out of my mind. I, I say pushing, that's not the right term for it, but it's, that's one of the terms I'm not trying to focus on. Uh, I want, to focus primarily on the match. Anytime Mm -hmm. that you have a thought, like say you're having a match, you drop a combo. As soon as you hone in on, damn it, I dropped that combo, that would have killed him. That sentence, that short phrase in your head that you're thinking along those lines, that is one to five seconds where you're not fully focused on the match at hand. You're in the past. You're not in the present. Mm -hmm. You you might think you're in the present, but 100% of your focus is not 100% on the match. It is... 50-50, 75-20, 50-50, 75-20, 50, but that 10% that you might have lost in brain power could have cost you the match. Yeah, that can be a huge
0: derailer. It happens to me all the time. Where yeah, and I'll, it cascades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the big problem because you, you drop one thing or the worst, the absolute worst, uh, at least for me, that I need to really focus on to get out of my head is when I know the thing that I should have done and I'm like a split second late on it, <laughs> and I think to myself, to <clears throat> "Man, I, I swear on my mom, I tech that throw. I uh, swear, I swear to God, I tech that throw. Or yeah. like, oh man, my execution just wasn't right on that exspd, and I know that an exspd was going to work, and I got thrown for it. In fact, I just did it too late, or just something, right. something like that. Where I'm like, I knew the thing to do, but that's the thing. It's already rolling in my mind of." Yep. I'm already saying that to myself of, ah, oh, f- 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 motherfucker, I tech that throw, but it doesn't matter because I'm already eating a mix up because Cammy threw me in the corner and now I have to guess. <laughs> because throw loops are still a thing or yep. at least like false throw loops. Anyway, but like that to your point, to your credit, I just want to give a little credence to that in like recognizing when that happens and ways to stray away from that because it is it's the thing that a lot of people might not choose to do or recognize or even recognize at least mm-hmm.
1: yeah and uh, exactly the point um a lot of japanese players if you look at their reaction when they drop a combo they don't really it's almost like they expect to screw up or <laughs> they're okay with screwing up which i would argue yeah they are because mistakes are going to happen nothing's ever 100 perfect why stress on it you know what is what is like you can answer this question if you'd like but what does stressing on that situation that happened 5 seconds ago how does that that how does that thought help you currently
0: it's, it's never it's never gratifying it's never gratifying yeah <laughs> no matter how much you think it is of like well I'll wake up the next time with that EXDP because I knew I wanted to EXDP but it didn't come out last time because my execution right. So something
1: um, more productive could be, yeah. you know, oh, I, I dropped that combo. Next time that situation arises, I have to make sure that I'm more conscious of my execution. That's just one generic example. Um, that's, that's something that a, a, a Japanese person or a Kaizen-minded person, I'll call it, it would would do. Um, but you, you kind of couple that with, with, you know, what you just told me happens to you. you. You couple that with someone who is kind of focused on protecting themselves. What happens is that people will... You know, if if they're being watched, or even if they're not, they'll justify why they lost, and that doesn't help them. It's like, oh, I lost because I dropped this combo; I would have won. Or oh, I lost because this person did a cheap tactic. Or oh, I lost because this character OP. That does not help you. That does not help you get better. That doesn't help your opponent learn. They, you know, mm-hmm. your opponent's not going to get in your respect or given you in your respect for making this excuse. Um, again, you know, kind of teetering back and forth between meditation and 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 Japan is that they don't make excuses for their losses. They just learn from them and get better. Or or any person that's growth-minded does this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say just Japan, but any person who's wanting to win and not worried about what they look like when they lose or win, they're doing that. And then similarly, people who are aware of that are actively trying, it's, it's a continual practice to not protect your ego. So, meditation helps with this. Meditation helps you be aware that you're even doing it because most people, it's like Yomi, they don't know that they don't know they're doing it. Like, it's so far right. pushed back that it's just their, their default settings that they have right now. And they have to reprogram their brain. But before they can even reprogram it, they have to be aware that, like, they're doing all of these non productive things and thinking these non productive thoughts. Meditation helps with that. It helps you be aware. You can just sit there quietly and pay attention to your thoughts and be like, I thought that like that's kind of messed up you know you, you you'd be surprised and then eventually you learn how to see your thoughts and not take place in them and then you see your thoughts and you not and you don't judge them and that's as incredibly hard to do mm-hmm. um, because once you start paying attention to your own thought process uh you're going to want to judge some of the things because you want this end result and this thought that you're thinking is the exact opposite of that you know it's like why did i i'm, I'm on a diet why did i why am i holding this cheeseburger in my hand i'm such a fatty like goddamn, i hate myself and it's like whoa i just beat myself up i'm insulting right. myself is that making me feel better <laughs> no it's not now i really want to eat this sandwich to make myself feel better and this negative feedback loop just continues and it's like a, it's called a crazy eight uh, but that's that's <laughs> a tangent
0: it's a insider it's an insider term only doctors of philosophy would know that <laughs> that <is. laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right so then uh, let, let me look 40 chess right now follow me down this path on this journey let's do it because you said something there that i think that we can tie this in historically right where and this is still something that happens in america especially at the local levels of you know you're the top player or you know you have certain tech so you don't share it so that Mm. you can continue to be the top player instead of honing the other players around you to be able to beat you or get or beat that particular tactic that you're using. Yes. Because really, we're not local stage anymore. It's it's a global stage, like like never before. It's very easy for these top players to get the travel expenses to come over here or vice versa to travel over there uh, and compete against these international players who are doing that, who are teaching people how to beat them. So then that makes them a better player overall. Now I bring that up because let's say, let's, let's put it this way. Maybe you are the top player in your local. What does that do to the other players who attend your local? You continue to beat them with the same stuff and and maybe they don't have the wherewithal to replicate that situation or they don't really have the the verbiage or the the knowledge or maybe the technical vocabulary to really even explain to themselves exactly how they're getting beaten. Let's just say right. it's raw footsies like you're it's just that specific range, but they're not seeing it they can't see the specific range because they've never been tuned in enough to to notice that you're actually standing. Two pixels outside of the crouching medium kick, instead of two pixels inside, which is where you're trying to stand or where you're trying to press a button. But they don't see it, and you don't ever tell them that, right? They're going to get frustrated. They might not come back to your local. I know for like I know for a fact there are locals where if someone knows that a certain player is coming to that to that weekly, they won't attend because they think I'm not going to win. Because that player is going to be there, why should I feed? Why should I feed the pot
1: mm-hmm. when
0: I could spend my time getting better, like through ranked or any or any other reason? But like, I know I'm not going to beat that player this weekend because uh, I haven't been able to, uh, and I'm not going to take the risk because that's like twenty bucks or whatever and travel time. I just don't want to don't want to deal with it. That's a, yeah. that's a local killer. That's a local killer and. Even worse is that that local is financially relying on all of those players showing up and continuing to show up to continue to be a local. Yes. So it's, it's scene killing in a way because specifically that local doesn't have outside sponsorship or bringing money in in any other way or, or maybe they are bringing money in some other ways so that they can. Financially be sustainable, but they need that player base to actually be sustainable. So you're not only killing yourself in the global scale, you're also killing your locals at a local scale for not trying to bring other players up with you. It's it's this me first that without even like it's like it's not even like a a trickle down economics. It's a I will stay at the top economics and that's dumb as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just won't work here's the thing is that that's not
1: sustainable uh, mm-hmm. for one of the, the reasons that you listed above. Um, and I mean, depending on the goals of this individual, that's, that's doing that um, it, it, it's partially the big fish, little pond mentality mm-hmm. because all they're doing is they're beating the people in their area. But I guarantee you, but because they're doing that because they're hiding their tech and, and their advice and their their wisdom from the people around them, his, his community uh, he's shortchanging himself because No one's ever discovering what he's doing, he or she's doing. No one's ever challenging those things and and forcing him to to get better. He's going to get bopped as soon as he steps out of his community. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have that same reaction where he's like, why would I go there? I'll just stay in my community and bop them. But obviously that's not sustainable. So what happens is, is either they're forced to learn from other people you know let go of their ego because someone someone who's doing that more than likely has some ego issues they mm-hmm. they want to win that's all they're focused on they're not focused on getting better they're focusing on winning and it, if they were a little bit smarter they'd realize that being selfless is actually being selfish because the more that you help people get better the more they poke holes in your theory the more they poke hole, holes in your you know theory uh, you're fighting the better you can get because now you have to think higher you have to think higher level mm-hmm. um so instead of this person continuing to elevate his whole community and him getting better, he's actually plateauing and more than likely, unless he has some sort of mentor or teacher that's helping him out, he's not going to get better, but most people probably won't want to work with this person. It's, it's, it's just not sustainable in my opinion.
0: No, right with you. And I think that there's actually other good examples of this, of when players have stepped out and made players around them better uh, mm-hmm. can actually lead to some really exciting moments. Uh, oh, yeah. And my favorite uh, story that exemplifies this is actually, and uh, I think I've talked about it on this show before, but fuck if I know, it's been a year, uh, <laughs> is Alex Valle versus Bonchan. Fuck, was it 2015 or was it 2016? Mm. I can't recall the exact year, but bon Chan Sagat versus Alex Valle's Hugo terrible matchup for Hugo, but when Alex saw in the, in the bracket that he was going to play against Bonchan, uh, he explains this in, a, in a one of his Twitch streams where he's like, okay, before I even get to the matchup, I have to say this. I knew he was coming up in my pools, so I took Flo and I sat him down at a set in, in my room, or maybe it was Flo's room, I don't know, him, and he played against Flo like for hours, hmm. uh, and it, like if he beat him, he was like, "Hey, uh, actually, I'm doing this, so do this to counter what I do." Like in within that like two or three hours however long it was, uh, of him making Flo a better Sagat to beat his Hugo, showed that incredible match between Alex Valle and Bonchan, where Valle stomps Bonchan in a terrible matchup. But it was because he made his friend better and made him, like, allowed him to beat him. Right? Mm -hmm. He took another player, made that player better at that matchup so that he, in turn, could be better and it showed off in this, like, epic example of everyone points to that matchup and says, that is a great matchup because it's it's an underdog. But, like, it also is missing the story. No, like, there was a lot of work put into that. But not just on on Alex's part, he also helped someone else get better to then make himself, like he did the selfish thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the actual mm-hmm. smart, selfish thing, as you would say, uh, to make himself better in that way. But that's just, that's just one example I like to throw out. I just love bringing oh, yeah. up that matchup because it's a, go watch that set. If you haven't already, it's so good.
1: Yeah. It's a great, it's a great, great indicator. I, I, I think like for me, I keep saying like poke holes in, in your theory one, because I read a lot of like books about this kind of stuff, but like, mm-hmm. Historically, a lot of scientists and philosophers will share their theories about how things might work with the intention of saying, hey, pull holes in my theory so that I can strengthen it. Like, find right. where I'm wrong. You know, find where my play style is wrong or, or not optimal for the situation so that I can strengthen it. Um, it. But that takes putting yourself out there and letting go of your ego. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's what it's scientists beneficial, do.
1: Though. Yeah. That's yeah, smart uh open-minded scientists people who are, are willing to be wrong or or fail. Mm-hmm.
0: The most it's definitely. actually funny that you point that out. Someone was asking me uh the other day a a newer player who is actually a very strong player, not necessarily didn't name names. Uh although I would love to. I just didn't mm-hmm. get, I didn't know I, before it's just something that's coming up. I didn't ask for permission to talk about it, so I won't. Uh, no. But I'll say what he said to me was he had someone propose like a a business opportunity within the FGC. And what he was worried about, he was like, well, I'm worried that this might fail. And I said to him, uh, of course it's going to fail. Like, Just, like, go into it with the mindset that, like, that is totally a possibility. Because if you do that, then you won't be afraid to fail. But if you hadn't failed, then you wouldn't have learned all of these other lessons in the meantime. Like, this is Mm -hmm. your first step into this, this like, FGC business kind of stuff. Like, this is the first time you're going to put yourself out there or, like, try and work on a project. Like, there will be... It might not... It will absolutely not do whatever the stated purpose is. I almost guarantee that. But at the same time, it's going to have all of these other benefits that you, like, I don't know what they are right now and you don't know what they are right now, but you'll get, you're, it's going to make you a better person and a better player. Like overall, like don't, you cannot be afraid to fail. Like, I feel like there's so many good examples of people not putting themselves out there or not or even just, like, sharing matchups, right? Like, any time, here's, like, the killer to me that always, you know, you know really grinds my gears is that when players, because uh, I, I'm, I mean, you've done this as well, but, like, uh, in New Challenger or any time anyone posts, like, a matchup of, here, like, help me get better in this, like, just, point like, someone give me notes on my matchup, but it's a set of them winning the matchup, And Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, what do you want me to do with this? Show me where you lose. I will help you there. But like, and I can probably help you on a couple instances where you win, but that's not a good example. Don't share the matchups where you win. I don't give a fuck about you winning to help you. Like show me where you lose. There's where you're actually going to learn. Those are the good matchups.
1: I agree. I've had to learn it the hard way. I think, um, that was like last year. I think I was talking to Penguin when he he used to play Fong back in the day. He
0: still he still <laughs> plays. I saw him at Evo. He still plays Fong. He still oh wow. Oh, okay. All Dang. right. He's
1: just on a, on a low. I haven't seen him like doing anything
0: lately. He's playing okay. a lot of DBZ oh, okay. and he's playing a lot of um, Fortnite.
1: Okay. I play a little DBZ.
0: That's kind of that's kind of his thing. But yeah, he was at Evo. Mm. He's still playing Fong. Played him in uh in four <laughs> at Evo because they just had that set up in their room and is that this is definitely an aside uh but I, w- I was in a room where they were playing street fighter 4 uh and someone else in the room was like it's actually really joyful like it was a very like joyful experience to watch joe relearn like how to play <laughs> 4 like of me being like oh yeah i have to option select that and then the next time doing that or like just it's relearning like all the little things are like oh yeah he's standing medium punch you can't beat that button and then just doing a whole match of staying medium punch and winning of, like check this button out bop you get rick Flaired bitch in the chest let's go <laughs> like just like, joyous moments of relearning things but definitely an aside uh yeah. he's definitely playing he's still playing fong but uh, go ahead with your story i'm i'm sorry oh, for, for yeah uh, derailing so- that one
1: to, to go back a little bit, I think it's just a good analogy kind of outside of fighting games. That's Even if you haven't played this game, you can probably relate to it because this game is everywhere, which is the Dark Souls analogy, um, mm, and okay. it's pretty easy to see where it's going. But if you've ever heard of or played Dark Souls, you know in this game you're going to die. Unless you're experienced in this game already, there's very minimal chance that you're going to get through without dying. The whole point of this is to teach you and to strengthen you and to get you used to failure. And life, fighting games, anything around fighting games works the same exact way. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, but get comfortable with failing. Get comfortable with putting yourself out there and being willing to, to fail. Because if you, if you do that, you're going to learn that, oh, I didn't know this dude was hiding right here, about, you know, ready to jump my shit. Like, okay, now I know next time I'll be prepared. I'll do this. Every time you fail, you make that a learning experience. But mm-hmm. you can't be afraid of failure. You have to put yourself out there. You're never going to beat Dark Souls if you don't continue to, to die and see what happened. Continue to strengthen yourself. You level up along the way, you know, both mentally and literally with, with perks and equipment. And you you gain new things along the way that you keep with you. You get more resources. You get more equipment. And you keep leveling up. You keep failing. But you, you basically fail forward. And I think that uh, that analogy tends to relate with a lot of people. It's something that's super understandable. I love. I think that RPGs in general are a great metaphor for life, but Dark love, Souls in particular. I
0: fucking love Dark Souls. Oh God, <laughs> that's so good. I actually, so. for whatever reason, this is definitely another aside. But I was reminded of like, I just got on a Demon Souls kick, where I was hmm. like, I want to play some Demon Souls. It was, a, it was like, a little bit after the servers shut down for Demon Souls, and for whatever reason, I was like, well, let's. It's just been so long since I played that game. Let's like let's check this out. Cause that was, I actually played demon souls before dark. I actually didn't want to play dark souls because I was like, it's, it's all one level. I, I want my levels like in demon souls, like a old man curmudgeon. Like I typically am. <laughs> and my friend bought it for me and he was like, Hey, fuck you. And I'm like, well, mm, fuck you. And then it dark souls is a really good game. Y'all should play dark yep. souls. It's really mm-hmm. good. And it totally learns. It totally teaches you how to fail and like deal with massive loss. Like mm-hmm. huge loss. Sometimes where you're like, oh god, I lost the experience points that I use in this game to actually level up. I've spent two hours and literally not progressed at all. That's something that you can think in your head, but you actually have progressed in that you've yep. you've learned mechanically how to control. Whereas like there might like you can spend hours in that game of like there not being any stated result you could get no further you could end with what you started with there could be no progress except unless you notice that within yourself that you have progressed as a player and it's actually not yet like i've actually never heard someone say that before i don't think i don't think i watch enough um dark souls slash fighting game players to know to have heard that analogy before but that's mm. super apt because in fighting games there is no there's absolutely no i mean there kind of is a progression of like you can get silver gold platinum rank you you can go up in rank but also there can be set settings where you don't progress at all and in fact yeah yeah and feel like you've gone back in progression because it's like i was a gold now i'm a silver like i i've gotten worse where it's like "Mm, you can think that but right. you'd be wrong and you'd be focusing on the wrong thing. You should be focusing on how you have improved or ways that you can improve by looking at how you failed. Um, no, that's a good analogy. I'm going to steal it. Thank you. Mostly because I love dark souls. There you go. <laughs> um, a
1: motivational picture or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. Prepare to die edition. Uh, <laughs> street fighter five, prepare to die edition. <laughs> it's, uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think that uh, that could be a good wrap up to this. Is there anything else you wanted to talk? I mean, we started off with this. By the way, the topic of discussion is Rob TV's video on the American FGC is whack. <laughs> 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 kind of spun off a little, little bit of a tangent there. Uh, overall, though, I'd say that the video is good. Good, mess. It's a, it goes off on a couple of tangents there. Maybe a little bit of a humble brag, and I can see where people might want to criticize. Um, maybe his. The way that he says some certain things, but I don't think at the heart of the story, I don't think that he's wrong.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I, I agree with him, and I, I definitely think he made the uh, the title to be somewhat divisive because that's you know that's how you get people's attention. You kind of spark yeah. some emotion yeah. in them. Um, either they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I agree. Let me check this out," or "What? This guy is an asshole. Let me look at this real quick." Right. You know, either one of those two things is very polarizing. But you know, you listen to the video, and obviously, he seems very passionate about it. Um, I I really have a lot of uh, I think that he's gonna do well. He has the right mentality. He has he has a winner's mentality. He oh, knows yeah. that he has to keep grinding to get better, putting himself out there, losing, not caring what other people think about him. Like he has a lot of the things that I think are going to help him be a high-level player. You know, I think that he's going to get up there with with Daigo. It might be a while. Um, you know, he has to put his time, and he's still pretty young. But um, it could be sooner rather than later. I, I, I think that what he's saying, I agree with him. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, not too much more to add there. I think I, the only think thing that
0: I would want to say about this video is to separate it from. Casual play,
1: yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I it feel is.
0: like there is, that like. By the way, totally value in just enjoying these games casually, like that is that is separate from this conversation. And I can see how it can get misconstrued. Of like, yeah, I just want to like play and have fun, and I don't necessarily care all too much about like really grinding and becoming the best. Like, right, totally people in that position totally fine to have that opinion like that is that's a-okay um and it's okay to feel like you just want to be a casual fighting game player like that's totally like these games are fully enjoyable with that in mind Uh, they are video games they are video games (laughs) right they are games you should you should have fun playing but at the same time like something that i thought of is like specifically with this like you could also be a competitive player and also play casually for fun like yes it can be a separate mental thing right like every time that lebron james picks up a basketball is not solely to be competitive
1: right no yeah definitely i um so i don't know if i told you this but i started fgc here in kalamazoo and we meet every week and primarily the two things that i'm doing is i'm either teaching people how to play the game Teaching them about frame data or other, you know, uh, simple things that a lot of people miss or don't fully understand that can help them be better. Mm-hmm. Or I'm playing characters that I don't tend to play to help my knowledge. So I'm I'm playing and it's fun, but I'm also playing with the intention of of getting better, right. like from a competitive standpoint. But I'm forcing myself to play characters that like I know I'm going to drop their combos like all the time. and That's a little bit annoying, but I'm like, oh man, I finally did this combo. I still feels really rewarding because it's not the character that I've been playing for like the last two years or something. <laughs> So it's it's still very fun. It's still very casual, but it's still in my mind me challenging myself. So in some way competitive. So it, yeah, you can definitely have the casual, but still, if you if you want to get better, you can find some other way to to do that. If you're playing against people who are at a lower skill level than you.
0: Right. Yes, that is true. Very true uh and again just wanted to bring that up in case you were someone the listener who is someone who listened to this rob tv video and was like nah fuck that man i just like why do you gotta be so serious we're like get it totally <laughs> fine like don't sweat it he's not saying that you're whack you just enjoy the game it's fine
1: yeah um yeah and don't be personally insulted because you're an american that yeah. <laughs> he's saying that america is whack uh, I mean, it's easier said than done if you're already offended, but uh, understand that more than likely what he's saying comes from the intention of, of love for his country and for his FGC
0: Yeah yeah.
1: He wants it to do better
0: I, I am right alongside him, I would join that army, I would sign up today if if they were they were taking uh, taking people to submit to that, I will be on the front lines of that army
1: Keeps army, let's go
0: Yeah man Nation's on the rise. (laughs) Not really. Not really. They need need to put him back in the game in season four. Uh, That, okay, that's the side. When I say that, all right, I have to get real. I've just made a very flippant joke about Zangief not being strong in in Street Fighter, but I have to (laughs) somewhat redact that and say there are things about him that are not great at all. Uh, However, he does have the ability to, like, once he gets in, can really make his opponent feel oppressed. Uh, so if you find yourself on the receiving end of a Zangief uh, and you think, no way is he like low tier. No way is he like a bust ass in this game. It's like, okay, no, that Zangief did something to you. He hurt you bad. I yeah. get that. Like he. I love playing tot-
1: Zangief. Oh, he's so much fun. He's you so know much fun. that if you lost, it's because you were predictable or he read you like a book. Yeah. Um, or yeah. you just were like not paying attention and doing dumb stuff. That too, Getting hit by his big limbs.
0: Like, yeah, that too. Uh, like, oh, I saw the stand hard punch and I threw out like a standing normal and he just ate it up. Where it's like, yep. no, you just sweep that. Just I, sweep I
1: love getting air SPD'd. <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with me if I'm a masochist, <laughs> but it's like, that dude just read me like a book. Like he knew I was right. going to do that. But then I love when he air SPDs and I don't do it because I'm like, yes, I was hoping he would do that, and now I'm gonna punish the hell out of you. Like it's just yeah. a satisfying fight, like of of, of low tier Fong versus Zangief. It's
0: yeah. No, as a, as a Zangief, uh, main, When I see when I go for an air SPD and they don't jump, or even worse, when I go for it and then a second later they jump. That that oh, has happened to me a, a number of times. Where like I knew what they wanted to do before they even right, did it.
1: Read. Yeah, right. Read wrong timing. I I've, <laughs> I've done that a few times, more so in Dragon Ball than in this. But or or yeah. times
0: where I do that and I'll look at them and be like, "You just blocked! I can't believe you just <laughs> blocked!" Like, uh, like I will give them props for being so brave to just hold down back. I'm like you're not yeah. holding down back.
1: One like, of my friends calls me a wild boy when I play the game. Um, I guess that means I don't like obey the laws of the game. Sometimes, like I, there's certain things where I know the frame data, but I will still challenge it. Oh yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I might as well play Ken. Like I, I'm born <laughs> to play Ken. I always have until five. I
0: don't know why I don't. Uh I drop had a good quote, something along the lines of, "If you think that." my willingness to press a button is based solely on you being at plus frames then you're fucking wrong
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is the motto of ken
0: like you do not know me because like plus frames and i've seen him do it too like someone puts himself at plus frames and he's just like i don't know crouch at medium kick and it fucking worked because it's like okay yeah no i get it because you blew them up for trying to do something dumb Or at Mm -hmm. least tried to take advantage of the situation because they thought they had the advantage, which is another level of mind games that not going to get into now that we're reaching the hour mark of of this recording. I have to get into uh, the final question business Yeah, Uh, just to to cut because we have other topics here, but I don't necessarily feel like talking about them. It's mostly just Twitter bullshit. That I don't think is really worth all that much topping talking about. But before we go into last final questions, uh is there any other thing you'd like to wrap up before I hit you with the questions?
1: Um maybe we can talk about this more in the future, but I like uh, it kind of pertains to the Daigo thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, basically him saying the game is simple. Yeah. and um, All right,
0: to, to set like, this up for it, yeah, I'll just set this up for everybody because cool. I'll let you have your piece because it is something, I agree, this brief. is something worth talking about. But what Diego said uh, in an interview was the simplicity of the game allows players of the regions that traditionally don't get represented in Street Fighter to compete. I think that's a good thing in a very long interview by mm-hmm. um, Unicorn, Unicorn, Corn, Unicorn, unicorn but spelled weird um but go ahead yeah
1: um for multiple reasons i think that the simplicity of the game is a good thing now one keep in mind there are many other games that you can go play so like if street fighter isn't your jam because it is too simple then go play Skullgirls or or something else like no disrespect but there's, there's other games go play four. Mm-hmm. create a community but Simplicity of a game does not mean dumbed down, and a lot of people get that confused. Mm -hmm. The game has easier execution, easier frame traps, not frame traps, but uh, links, Mm -hmm. things of that nature, and there's ample information out there. And that's a good thing, because it's a low skill, lower level of entry, but that does not take away from all the mind games, all the Yomi, all of that stuff. You're not going to beat a Daigo just because the game is simpler, unless it's like something so simple that skill is taken out of the equation altogether. And it's just luck that that's not going to happen. Uh, There's still understanding the way the rules of the game work, understanding frame data, all this other stuff. So just because that the, on the surface level, the game is simpler. It, it doesn't mean that the overall complexity of the game is taken away. There's still so much in there that is, is thought about. There's so much brain power going on in the game. And, um, that's a good thing it gets people it's a gateway game to other fighting games or to future street fighters or older street fighters mm-hmm. like uh, i don't want to go too long but you know there's still a melee community like i don't know why or how that's still a thing <laughs> that game is like twenty thousand years old like right. I, I don't i I I guess I don't want to hear the excuse of this game is old so we can't still play it. If you like 4, go play 4, work on a community, go do that thing. But for me, I I like how simple this game is. is It has helped me get better at other fighting games, give me a higher appreciation for other fighting games, and I've been able to teach other people this game and get them into it and and also get them into other fighting games as a result. So I just think people need to be more careful about what they're saying when they say that Street Fighter is so simple and brain-dead, because that's that's, I I 100% disagree with that. It's reductive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain things that, you know, like, you know, reuse Perry that I know um, Corey Gaming did a a thing on. um, And I I do kind of agree with that. But for the most part, it's not necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Uh, and by the way, if you're listening to the show, you haven't seen that. It's a good explanation on, like, execution and, like, hype moment. Does it, like, make hype moments? Does taking away that execution make the game, like, ultimately worse or lead to less hype mm. uh very good video very good, good video. channel by the way um which you should all watch mm-hmm. uh but not like i mean we could we could get into it more really i i have those times just to, like to value your your time for <laughs> coming out and talking but if you want to talk longer on this you go right ahead because um, i think that i mean yeah the interview is good it's an interview on unicorn by dustin steiner he's been around the industry for a long time um so he knows what questions he's asking. But yeah, that leading quote was misconstrued, I would say, through a lot of different communities and a lot of different players. I think Mana had a very cutting thing to say. Well, not cutting thing to say, but just a, a very... He was on the defensive on this. And I guess I'll read his quote now just to kind of give the the counterpoint or at least how people took it and how it's being uh, reacted to within the community. Mena um, says, My opinion on Daigo's statement, uh, and then he lists the statement, I believe the main reason more regions are getting to shine it's because Street Fighter is finally being taken seriously in regions outside of Japan and the United States, not because Street Fighter Five is a simple game. I believe if a more complex Street Fighter game is released with the same Capcom Pro Tour incentive or more, uh, we would still see a lot of regions diversity uh, and have champions from around the globe, uh, and that is a that is competitors' response. I feel uh, because the stakes are much higher now; they're way higher than they used to be. Even for like the Street Fighter Four days, the stakes are super high. There's a lot more money in the within the community right now, um, even just for Street Fighter. And I, I'll even go and ba- go back to your point and agree with you that. Yes, I actually think that Street Fighter 5 is a really easy game to teach people how to play. It's a good game at that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. because of how of how simple it can not that's I'm using this verbiage again, but I don't think that's the correct verbiage. But how easy it is to get certain ideas across and how easy it is to I don't know execute the the controls you can execute the controls but you can't execute fundamentals right ease of execution does not relate to ease of fundamentals maybe is the the phrase i'm looking for um i don't know hmm.
1: I think mena makes some valid points like his whole focus is more so on the international players mm-hmm. um being better Uh, because the game is taken more seriously. Um, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think that there has been more exposure to the game. I want to say that some of those things go hand-in-hand. I I don't think that is specific to international players. I think it's just a new generation of players in general, not in any specific location. Um, Because I know that a lot of people were playing this game in different areas already. But there is a, a... it's kind of a mixed bag because there's an ease of act. There's an access of information like Street Fighter for ultra towards the tail end of, of ultra. Like there, there's just an abundance of information on that game, but like, unless you're already into it, it was really hard to digest all of that. Yeah. Um, for the most part, five has kept it very simple and hasn't really introduced too many new features into the game, except for new features with new characters. They've introduced new V triggers. Um, but it's just a second V trigger, whereas like I think that Ultra introduced like the red, the red, um, red focus. Uh, focus attack. Yeah, is that that wasn't initially in the game, correct? Correct. Okay, um, which that is a simple by itself is kind of simple, but the way it was used was just like ridiculous, and the yeah. level of execution required to do that was even more ridiculous. So, it took more time for people for newer players to get into that game because i got into the game at the tail end and i was like i I didn't even know how i don't say how bad i was but i didn't know how little skill i had in that game like i I mean i knew that i wasn't that great at it but it was just like i started watching more videos and when i got better at street fighter 5 i went back and watched some street fighter 4 like you know my execution was better certain I, i could understand more concepts more and i was like wow this game was like super in depth like there was a lot of this Stuff to this game, and go back to third strike. Was, wow, there's a lot of stuff to this game. The level of skill required to this game, like it would have taken me years to get that good. You know, like years and years and years. Whereas Street Fighter Five, I kind of felt like I, I skyrocketed with certain concepts, but there was also more tools. Uh, Joe Monday, if you guys haven't read that, or not Joe Monday, but uh, Geeps Jim. Uh, <laughs> I call it yeah, uh, Joe Monday. Who's that? that
0: asshole? That old.
1: <laughs> you, you created it, so technically, you, your your resources <laughs> definitely helped me out. Um, you know, Gutex reading some of his books. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot more, like, theory fighting type stuff. There was uh, people, like, at the beta just sharing information. Um, the game kept it pretty bare bones, so it wasn't focused on... Like, when it first came out, if you bought the game when it first came out, you were basically forced to just get better at the game because there wasn't, like, no storyline. There was There was yeah, nothing.
0: That's kind of so, all you had.
1: Yeah, so people <laughs> who got the game, like, day one and were playing it, they... The people who are still playing it are probably better because there was less focus on, on the casual. Like, I, I knew f- from the day that they released it that they were focused, like, well, one on one side, like, you could say it was lazy, but on the other side, they were focused on esports from day one. Like, yeah. they knew what they were going to do. I, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. Like, it got a lot of shit. It got a lot of like flack because the game released so weird, but they were 100% focused on the whole Capcom Pro Tour and like the esports thing. And I think that I, I wish I, could, I wish I had the numbers to back this up. I would love to look this up. But I, I would say that a lot of where their promotions and money came from would be from that. They got on Evo last year was on what? Uh was it ESPN, it was ESPN or ESPN. no TBS? Yeah, ESPN. ESPN. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not something to just scoff at. That's a big deal for the gaming community and for Capcom. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're making tons of deals. So like it's a bit of a tangent, but this this game, because it was so simple they could commentate easier and explain these ideas a little bit simpler. So like the exposure, the level of exposure that this game got to a, a different kind of audience was pretty ridiculous. And I don't think something as an in depth as Street Fighter 4 would have done as well. It wouldn't have been as received as well in my opinion. Like I just don't think it would have done that because there's so much to break down. Like you how do you how do you explain like this red focus cancel into this combo link into this option select? And there's just so much stuff to explain yeah. to the layman. It's really hard to do. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but at the end of the day, Capcom is a business. And you have to keep in mind that retention, like player retention is important. So how do you do that when obviously the community, when you have people like who we just talked about that want to hold their information, like the good players and communities that don't want to share that, you have a lot of those people who, who do that. They just bop players and take the money and go. How, how do you keep players coming back if a game is so hard Um. Like as mainstream as Street Fighter, you know. You look at Skullgirls; it's not that big of a community. It's a great game, but mm-hmm. it's not huge. The only game, mm-hmm. only only other fighting game that's as popular right now is Dragon Ball. And look how simple of a concept that game is. Like it's very, again, very in depth. But like people harp on auto combos still; they they don't understand the level of complexity that this game has once you understand the general mechanics of how to play the game.
0: Yeah, it's, the mechanics only, are, you know, are fairly simple.
1: Right. But the more I learn in this game, the more I'm like, oh, wow, like there's so much to it. And then I'm watching like Goichi Mm -hmm. and Leffen do that crazy fight. Like there's this, you can still acknowledge how much skill is required to play these games. And unless you can do that yourself, unless you can like watch Leffen and Goichi or Daigo and Takedo and Punk and all these high level players, unless you can do what they can do and you can beat those players, I don't think anybody has any right to complain about how simple a game is or is not. Um, Like, I, I'm super adamant on that. Like simplicity does not negate like complexity or or skill or like the mind games that go into the game. You know, yeah. Chess is pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah, like you know how every character, like the, the the chess characters don't move. There's no patch for the rook. They don't have <laughs> new move sets. It's been the same for the last like so many <clears> years. <throat> but there is so much complexity to that game, as simple as it may or may not be.
0: So yeah, no I, that's, that's kind of my, so yeah no, I am in full agreement. And I think that that is a good, you touch back on some of the things we talked about earlier. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good wrap up topic. Well, well said. Thank you. All right. And with that, uh, because this is the first time on the show, which to me is still bonkers. It's been a fucking year of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, of just missing dates, not being available, but, I have to ask you the question that I ask every guest on their first time on the show, and it starts out like this two-part question. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game?
1: Uh, Okay. Uh, I have to go with Jan Lee's Dragon Kick from DOA. It is so satisfying. Unblockable. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a good move.
0: All right, all right, good, good call, good call. Any other reason why that particular move?
1: Oh, yeah, no, uh, so one, he screams like Bruce Lee after he does it, like his little animation after it connects. Like Jan Lee does this, like Bruce Lee type of step, and I, I love Bruce Lee, mind you, so I, I already that's pretty high up there, but just the impact of it, like the dude does like a backflip when you hit them in the face, like you kick them square in the face. A flying like flying dragon kick in the face. They backflip. It's unblockable. They have to dodge it. it. It just feels. It's satisfying when you hit it because it 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 comes from like a mile away. Like you can clearly see it happening. And any person who <laughs> does not block that, it just feels so good because you hear him go Wah-cha-ha! and like he does the, the the stance and the back walk. It just the overall thing of it is great. I, I was didn't think that was gonna pop in my head, but after like two seconds, I was like, oh yeah, no definitely
0: no clearly that no i can get on board with that something specifically where if you hit them with it they fucked up yeah and also you yeah. get that gratifying like oh look at that it just looked so violent uh <laughs> and you get that swagger with it at the end i can get on board with that for sure 100 yes. definitely uh all right good answer so now comes the second part of this question uh what is your favorite combo in any fighting game uh that's a hard one hmm. there's so many to choose from there's so many yeah. combos out there I feel like there's still more combos
1: for me to like learn about i'm very rudimentary about yeah yeah exactly
0: um shit. and it doesn't have to be a combo that you yourself can perform yeah i don't think it would be <laughs> i was thinking like <laughs>
1: like lightning loops or something from marvel 3 oh yeah those are cool i i have a high respect for that for that combo it's not like anything super spectacular but it's just it's hard first off I feel like it's going to change in the future but I'm going to go with lightning loops because that's one of the combos I'm still trying to learn to this day it's I I love zero for some reason in in Marvel and even in Infinite yeah Uh, and that was the fighting game that I learned how to play on a fight stick and (laughs) like really got a little bit more serious um and still, I, I still to this day I can't quite perform lightning loops. So I, it's one of the combos that I want to do before I die. <laughs> so I would have to say lightning loop for now. I, I wanted to change. I'm gonna like simmer on that for uh, maybe next time I'm on the show or something.
0: No, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Those are fun combos. I like Sentinel, Fly on Fly combos or Doom hmm. Doom loops are fun in my M- games. Uh, Magneto. Yeah, man. I, I, I didn't, I respect the magneto combos, but just for me, eh, eh, <laughs> eh, yeah. not for me. Like I like when when you hit them that many times with with heavy. It's like yeah, that's I can understand that feeling of why that would feel pretty good to execute. Mm-hmm. But but I like the big boys. I like the big boys that hit big. Ending a combo in meteor smash or something like that. Uh, with Hulk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. f- mm-hmm. So much crunchberry <laughs> is So ridiculous. Uh, the a giant
1: crunchberry that she hits you with. That's pretty
0: great. <laughs> oops, all berries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, great game. People should play it. A uh, lot of really fun execution. Even like Modoc. Com- yeah, man, that game has fun combos. Yeah, my mm-hmm. game has fun combos. I can get down with that. It does. Good answer. Thank all you. right. That wraps it up. That is the final question. We had some good answers. Thank you, Dr. Philosopher, for <laughs> coming on the show. with doctorate in philosophy. No, I joke. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, one last pitch of where people can find you and what you've got going on
1: uh yeah so um again my name is philosopher but it's spelled p-h-i-l-o-c-y-p-h-e-r so basically you type that in you can find me on most of the things so youtube.com slash the philosopher twitter as well um if you go into like itunes or or stitcher or even spotify you just type in fgc i should be one of the first ones that pop up you, you'll see my, my ugly mug on there and um, you can check out the podcast. It's personal development and fighting game related. You know, I have a lot of guests in the show. I've had Gutex, James Chen, um, uh Rob TV's been on a couple of times. Cool Kid, who shouts out to him. I'm trying to get him back on the show right now because <laughs> uh, he did great on Evo. But uh, yeah, that's that's mainly what I do. Um, I also do coaching as well. Like So I call it performance coaching, life coaching. But I, I help people get out of their own way, help them reach the goals that they have, and, and help them discover their goals. So if you ever want to reach out to me, um, you can find me on Twitter, probably is the fastest way I'll respond to you on there. Uh Tavian Napier is my real name, so you can find me on Facebook if you want to add me that way. And I think I think that's 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 all of the things that I can think of. Uh but yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me on the show and um anyone listening. Like thank you guys for checking it out. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure having you on. And again, a long time coming and I'll probably end up on your show within the next couple weeks or so. Who knows? <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. I feel like there's some topics that we have to talk about. So I'll Yeah, have to... I've, I have a couple notes here of things we should probably dig into more. But that's yep. for another day. We'll do that one on your show. All uh, right. T- clearing the mental stack, for instance. Uh, yeah. But, but all right, folks, that'll do it. Again, you can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or Joe underscore Monday on Reddit. Uh, or you can just hit me up at Reddit SF, which is the official Twitter account of the Fucking subreddit that our Street Fighter runs, but anyway, that's a show, folks. Uh, we'll be back every Thursday with a show on hot topics for you. Uh, what's going on, on the front page of our Street Fighter? Other than that, look forward to tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays on the East Coast, Fridays on the West Coast. But until then, folks, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.